When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 88 of the Brothers Brand Podcast. This one's called The Swamp. Welcome to The Swamp. Uh, In this episode, Rick and I are going to talk about uh, our journey down to Gainesville, Florida, where we saw uh, 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 one of the best rivalries in college football, University of Florida versus Florida State, Tim Tebow's last game at The Swamp at Gainesville before he went on to his NFL career. And uh, we're also going to do a little any given Saturday. So uh, ready to rock and roll, brother. Rob, let's rock and roll today. Tim Tebow has quickly become one of our favorite athletes and celebrities in the world. Uh, He's just been such a positive role model and amazing sports athlete, both in football and in baseball. What he does on and off the fields are incredible. He's become a friend of the pod, seen him multiple times, such a nice guy. 
And we're going to dive deep into his college career, how epic of a player he was as a Gator, and the rivalry between Florida State Seminoles and the Florida Gators. Let's do it. Let's let's jump into this. Um, where do you want to start first, Rick? Do you want let's talk let's talk about the history of these of these teams and talk about the game, and then we'll talk about Tim Tebow. How's that sound? Let's do it. Love it. All right. So a uh, little background on the Florida Gators. So the Florida Gators have been playing football for over a hundred years, storied franchise down in Florida. Uh, their first season was in 1906. Okay. Um, their current head coach is Dan Mullen, 31 and nine right now. Um, you know, some things to note with the Gators is they have an overall record of 745 wins 424 losses, so over a 600% uh, winning percentage. And uh, they have three national championships, most notably 2006 and 2008 with Tim Tebow at the helm as their quarterback, which we're going to get into. They have eight conference titles. They have 15 division titles. Most most recently was 2020, uh, was there the SEC um, was it was a divisional title on the SEC East. Um, a lot of rivals, you know, basically the whole SEC, but the biggest rival is the Battle of Florida uh, with Florida State. Uh, three Heisman winners, okay, Steve Spurrier being one of them uh, and Tim Tebow being another, and they have 33 consensus All-Americans. They play in a place called Gainesville, Florida, which is basically in the swamps. That's why it's nicknamed the swamp. And they have this amazing uh, gator chomp tradition where all the fans chop. Look at them a chop, Rick. Give them a chop. Give them a chop. And uh, it is a pretty uh, daunting place to play uh, for, for opposing teams. Right, Rick? It's electric, especially when it's a Saturday in the fall with 100,000 screaming Florida Gator fans, Rob. Yep. 100%. And that's where we were. Let me tell you a little bit about FSU to paint the scene here. Again, they go back to 1902 playing their first, uh, first football game ever. So again, another hundred year old uh, university with, with rich football tradition. Uh, they have over a 600% uh, winning percentage and uh, they too also have three national championships, 1993, 1999, uh, it was the 99 early 2000 or 1999 era where FSU really reigned supreme. Um, and then 2013 was their most recent national championship. Okay. Um, they have eight com 18 conference titles. They have six division titles and they have three Heisman trophy winners, very similar to the university of Florida. Uh, most notably is uh, Jameis Winston who's playing in the league now. And, uh, and they have 45 consensus All-Americans, and they are known as the, uh, the Seminoles. And uh, it is a pretty amazing tradition that they have with, uh, at a halftime show, which we'll get into. We'll talk about the halftime show. That was one of the highlights of the game, right, Rick? It was. I'm still thinking about what those people did during the halftime show, Rob. I referenced it the other day. I said somebody asked me, you know, what's the greatest uh, halftime show you've ever seen? Because I just saw arguably the greatest, which maybe we'll cover on another podcast episode, but second now is Florida state and, uh, and university of Florida. 
Yeah, and we were down there in 2009 in November during rivalry week, which we're coming up on right now in college football. We've got some big games we'll get to in any given Saturday, the segment coming up in just a few. But this was one of our first experiences, Rob, of witnessing a top-level, in-person, top-five rivalry in the country, Seminoles, Gators. The Tim Tebow show in 2009, his final game in the swamp, he wanted to go out with a bang, and he sure did, Rob. He stomped all over the Seminoles, winning 37 to 10. Tebow accounted for five touchdowns. He threw for three of them, rushed for two. He completed 17 to 21 passes for 221 yards and ran 15 times for 90 yards, completely obliterating the FSU defense in an epic final game at the Swamp. That was insane. Five touchdowns, you know, 90 yards on the ground, over 200 passing. He did it all that game. And the game, uh, I think, got out of hand pretty early from my recall. But it was just so cool being in an electric atmosphere, uh, knowing that it was his last game at the Swamp ever. Uh, They would go on to uh, play in a playoff game or a uh, bowl game that would not be at the Swamp. So that was legitimately his last game. Um, The halftime show was incredible. Rick, the halftime show, so I knew we were going to talk about that. The halftime show, the Florida Gator band did their thing. But, you know, because it's the rivalry and the Florida-Florida State rivalry has been going on since 1958. Um, and, uh, and, and Florida, um, there's, there's been 64 meetings in total. Florida actually leads it with uh, 36 wins and 26 losses. And uh, so it's uh, Florida has a has a two game winning streak at this point against Florida State. Okay, Um, so so Florida Gators band did their thing, which was awesome. And then FSU came out and their band did their thing. But you got to picture this while the band is doing their thing on the field, playing whatever fight songs they're playing, playing whatever really cool songs are going on nowadays at that time and making them in more of an instrumental fashion. At each end zone, each corner of the end zone, they have two cheerleaders that have um, uh, these, uh, the wands, like I forget what you call them, Rick, jump in if you know it, but the wands, and it's like, they have, they lit the ends on fire and they're throwing, I, I don't know what you would call it, but they were just throwing them up in the air and catching them while they were on fire. And it they're was the cool. twirls, Rob. They're the twirlers. They're twirling these things that are going baton? through the air. It's not a baton. It's not a baton. It's something else. But anyway, ridiculous. Everybody was freaking out. They were getting these things like legitimately up. I thought like 50 feet in the air and catching it. And I was like, oh my God, how is this possible? And then um, to cap it off, they had a seminal, a guy dressed up as a seminal come out on like a stallion, a horse, and just have his spear, which was on fire. Like he had the spear, the bottom wasn't on fire, but the top was on fire and run out and do one of these like beautiful, like, you know, the horse is up on two feet and he has the spear like this. And then the horse comes down and he just drives it into the middle of the gator. And I still got chill. Like I got chills just describing that. And we were watching this and like, even though we were wearing Florida gear and, you know, 80% of the place was probably UF 
everybody stood up and gave a standing ovation. It was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And it was, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, also that was my first experience, Rick, with, uh, with a drumstick, with a, with a turkey drumstick. When, when, when I went to the concession stand for, um, for one of the intermissions, I wanted to get something to eat, you know, maybe a plate of nachos, maybe a hot dog, maybe a cheeseburger, you know, maybe some, something to drink, wash it down with. But on the menu, they had a turkey drumstick. And I was like, whoa. And I saw a girl order in front of me. This was like 10 years ago. And I still have flashbacks to it to this day. See a girl order in front of me. And she has this massive drumstick, like the size of my computer, like a Fred Flintstone, like drumstick. And I go, getting that drumstick. And I think it was like 15 bucks, but I was like, I'm getting that drumstick. And I got the drumstick and that thing was fantastic. And the skin was so crispy. I remember it 10 years later. Absolutely unbelievable. If you're ever at the swamp, if you ever see a drumstick on an SEC menu board while you're at a game, you just fire up that drumstick, baby. Rob, you were in the South and you had to enjoy something that you can only get in the South. And when you came back from the concession stands, I did a double take. I looked around. I thought you had left the stadium, went to a restaurant and come back. I did not think that they were selling those down South, but they were. I think it was massive. Size of my head. Bigger than your head. Bigger than my head. <laughs> so the game. So, so let's go back to the game, Rick. The game's over. The halftime show, the game's over. You know, Tim Tebow absolutely crushed the Seminoles like single-handedly and um, what was really cool was you know a lot of people left the stadium I would say like 90% of the fans left the stadium but when what Tim Tebow always did as a tradition was he would go around and uh, um, give high fives to everybody he would do a lap around the uh, the stadium uh, on the field and anybody in the first row could reach over and give him a high five and you know Rick and I said, screw it, let's go down. And we went down to the first row and gave Tim Tebow a high five as he ran right by us. And, you know, friend of the pod was born that day. We've seen Tim Tebow at many events now. It wasn't the last time we would give him a high five. And uh, we were with our cousin that day. Shout out to Lisa there for being such a great host and showing us the swamp where she went to school. So she knew a little bit about what to expect. And uh, we just had ourselves a great time. It was beautiful weather in November down in Florida. And for all you listeners out there, if you ever get a chance to put it on your bucket list and make a game at the swamp, definitely do it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd be remiss if we went this entire episode and I didn't read off a laundry list of Wikipedia for, for uh, Tim Tebow so that our listeners get, understood the magnitude of, of Tim. Um you know, his NFL career, I'll just say it right now, was, um, you know, not exactly what he wanted, what anyone wanted. Um, it was still an incredible career. He played in the league for bounced around the league for a bunch of different teams, made a, a resilient effort to come back to the Jaguars to try to play for them this year, but it didn't work out. He played professional baseball as well, but he's known for his time at the University of Florida, the SEC but also what a great human he is. What a, what a, he's a Christian athlete. He wears it on his sleeve. He wears it on his heart. Everybody knows he's a Christian. He does a lot of mission trips. Uh, You know, he's just a really amazing, amazing, great human being. And a lot of people look up to him, including Rick and myself. We look up to him. Uh, You know, he's, he's made arguably in my mind, I think Tim Tebow has made, 
the biggest impact in the SEC football world, but uh, next to Nick Saban, but, you know, also college football and, you know, really just embodying being a great human and doing anything that you want to do. He actually tried out for the New York Mets and was on the New York Mets farm team uh, while being an SEC commentator uh, while playing in the NFL. So this was just insane. So let me just go over his career highlights so people know the magnitude of his college career. Um, so uh, he was a two-time national champion in 2006 and 2008. Um, he was the national championship MVP in 2008. He was the Heisman Trophy winner in 2007. He was a finalist, so he won it in 2007, but he was a finalist in 2008 and 2009. So technically three times being a finalist, one of them of which he won. He's a, he's a recipient of the 2008 Manning Award. Um, he's a two-time two Maxwell Award in 2007 and 2008. The Davey O'Brien Award in 2007. The AP Player of the Year Award in 2007. Sporting News Player of the Year in 2007. Two-time first-team All-American 2007-2008. Second-team All-American in 2009. Two-time SEC Offensive Player of the Year 2008 and 2009, and then three-time First Team All SEC 2007 to 2009. Uh, you know, uh, he went on to play. He went on to get picked in the first round of the 2010 Draft, 25th overall pick. Uh, he went to the Denver Broncos, uh, spent a year or two there, played for the Jets for a year, went to the Patriots for a little bit, went to the Eagles came out to work for the SEC network, um, also uh, went on to try out for the Mets and was in their farm system, came back to try out for the Jacksonville Jaguars just this year. So talk about a guy that just really does it all, but such an inspiration and just, you know, go, go after what you want to go after in life is, is like what Tim Tebow stands for. And I, I love every second of it, Rick. Every second, Rob. Tim Tebow, what a great guy. I love documenting his epicness on our podcast. And let's continue into any given Saturday this week, Rob. We've got some great college football matchups coming up this Saturday. And it starts at noon on ABC in a top 10 matchup with Michigan State at Ohio State. Who wins this epic Big Ten game? Look. You're at the shoe. It's, it's a day game. It's a 12 o'clock slate. I don't know why it's 12 o'clock. It may change, but um, you're at the shoe and both teams are nine and one. And I think Ohio state wins it. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Walker, the running back for Michigan state is fantastic. They're going to ground and pound it all day, but I think Ohio state wins this one in a 35, 20, 35-27 fashion right there. 35-27 fashion. Wow. Well, I do agree with you in Ohio State getting the victory, but I think it'll be a big, big spread. I think they'll actually win by several scores, and the Buckeyes will solidify themselves as being a legitimate top four team. Moving on to the next game, Rob, that I like this coming weekend is Cincinnati 10-0 hosting the 8-2 SMU Ponies who have dropped two games, but they have played one heck of a season. Is there any chance that SMU from the American conference shocks Cincinnati with an upset at home? This is, this is uh, one to look out for. 
Um, if it was at SMU, I would say go ponies, but I'm going bear down here with the Cincinnati Bearcats. I hope they win. I want them to win. I know they're going to win at home. They're not going to disappoint. They need this win to become bowl eligible or to become uh, playoff eligible. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Well, I think Cincinnati wins as well. How about Baylor, who just had an epic win against Oklahoma at home on the road at Kansas State, who's seven and three in the Big 12? Do you think they can pull off the victory at home? It's going to be a 530 start and it could be a, uh, a ruckus crowd in Kansas. What do you think? Look, the Big 12 is I don't know what to pick with the Big 12. I don't know what's going on over there, but I love the Baylor Bears. We, you and I were watching this game together this weekend with Oklahoma versus Baylor, and we were just talking about how much we love Waco and Baylor, and we, we like their fan base a lot. We like their traditions. So I'm going to go Baylor Bears. I want to see them win this one and uh, contend for a Big 12 championship. Same. I'm on the Baylor Bears as well. We have another Big 12 matchup, Rob, with uh, Oklahoma State, who's 9-1, and one, heading to Texas Tech, Lubbock, Texas who just won last week on a 62-yard game-winning field goal. Do you think Tech gets another epic win at home with the crowd against Oklahoma State, or does the Cowboys pony on? Don't let that 9-1 record and that top-10 ranking fool you with Oklahoma State. I think the, Re the Lubbock, Texas is a tough place to play. That stadium is going to be loud. They're going to be pumping with music they're going to be firing on all cylinders it's going to be an air show but i think the red raiders win again wow all right well listen i want the cowboys to win i want oklahoma state to keep doing their thing but i agree with you i think it's going to be too much i think texas tech will get the victory at home and chaos will continue in the big 12 the last one rob for this week in any given saturday is a Pac-12 matchup, number three-ranked Oregon, who's 9-1, and one, head on the road, Salt Lake City, to take on Utah, who's 7-3. and three. These two teams are ranked in the top 25. What do you think? Can the Utes pull it off at home? Rick, this is the last test for Oregon. They have to pass this test, and if they pass this test, they're most likely going to be in the top four in the country but utah at night is a tough place to play it's going to be loud just like lubbock texas and these utes are the real deal i really like them i really like their running game and i'm going for the upset here and they are going to beat the oregon ducks go you wow 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 okay rob all right well listen i think week 12 ends with a Ducks victory on the road, solidifying them as a top four playoff team. Let's see how the action unfolds this weekend. For all you Brothers Brant podcast listeners out there, I'm Rick. And I'm Rob. And we're the Brothers Brant. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.